0: Welcome to the Forever Forward Podcast. Happy New Year to you all. I am so excited about 2023. This is your host, Ellen Martin of Ellen Martin Ministries. And I am, again, just really excited about what the Lord is going to do for each one of us in 2023. And um, I'm just looking forward to you hearing this on-time word, this first of the year word that the Lord has given me for Each one of us. So again, welcome and happy, blessed, prosperous new year to each and every person who's on this line. Receive it and know that you are going to experience God's great, greatest blessings for you this year. So I'm going to jump right into it. Our foundational scripture for this podcast is found in Philippians 3 13 14. And it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So the whole premise of the Forever Forward podcast is to keep us moving forward in our walk with God. Never, never looking back and never allowing the enemy to trap us into thinking that what happened yesterday will keep us from moving forward with God today. So when I began seeking the face of God about what he wanted communicated to his people, he gave me a title of erase everything and start afresh. And so I began preparing the message in the direction in which I thought he wanted me to go. And the night before uh, recording it, he spoke to me that he had already erased everything. That was his whole purpose for sending his son, Jesus Christ, to bear our sins to erase all of our sins, to eradicate them. And that is what has been done. So he told me, he says, everything has already been erased. So he wants to remind us today that whatever we may have done, even as recent as yesterday or as recent as before picking up to listen to this message that wasn't pleasing to to God, it's been erased. Of course, um, if there is anything that you have done that you haven't repented of it is still our responsibility to confess before God to repent before God and that's found in 1 John 1:9 he gives us provision there if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so the direction that God gave me for this message focuses on the latter part of the title start afresh Here's what God said to me. He said, I am a God who requires, who requires commitment and consistency. He says, I am a God who requires commitment and consistency. You know, another way of communicating this is to say that God requires us to be faithful because he is faithful. Our whole purpose in our walk on the earth is to become imitators of God. In Deuteronomy 7 through 9, it says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keep covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. So God expects us to show ourselves faithful to him in the call upon each one of our lives until our physical death which is referenced in Revelations 2.10. And then over in 1 Corinthians, uh, Colossians 1 through 23 in the Amplified Bible, it says, and this is he, he will do, provided that you continue to stay with and in the faith, in Christ, well-grounded and settled and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings, the gospel, which you heard and which has been preached has been designed for and offered without restriction to every person under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul became a minister. So he said to us that we have to remain settled and well grounded and steadfast and not be moving away. He wants to see some consistency from us. Well, You know, you may be thinking, I'm faithful. Well, let's see if we are faithful. Let's see if we are showing commitment and consistency toward the principles of God. Let's see if we need to start afresh. Let's see if we've lost our first love. God is wooing us and challenging us today to look at our relationship with him, to take the time to genuinely evaluate and examine our relationship with him, not based on the past, but based on actions of love today, looking at our attitude and our perspective today. In other words, what have you done for God lately? And that could also be the title of this message. So we're going to look at a couple of illustrations from the word of God, which are very familiar to us. And the first one is found in uh, John 21, 15 through 17. And this is the the, uh, passage where Jesus had returned back. He's showing himself to his disciples after he had come back from heaven. And um, he calls, he's dining with Peter. And he says to him, um, he comes to Peter and it will pick up in verse 15. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, love thou me more than these? He said unto them. Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto thee, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all these things. Thou knowest that I love thee, Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. In other words, Jesus was saying, yes, I do believe that you love me. But if that's true, get back committed to me and what I called you to do. Get off of the fishing boat and go back and fish for men. Get back to working for the kingdom. Get back to doing what brings me glory and benefits my kingdom. Start afresh, Peter. Don't let your mistakes keep you from moving forward with what I called you to do. Get back committed and be consistent with the work of God that I called you to do. Start afresh. And so I would say if we ask any one of us, do you love God? Do you love Jesus? Without question, I believe each one of us would answer and say yes, just as Peter had answered and said yes. So this is not about Uh, This is more than about a yes, I love you. This is about show me. And that's what God was saying to Peter. If you love me, then you need to be showing me you love me by doing what I called you to do. Now, let's look at another illustration from the scripture, which is found in Matthew 19, 18 through 22. And this is a story of the rich young ruler. So take heed, everyone who is comfortably blessed with money. uh, Examine yourself. If God said, sell all that you have, empty your bank accounts, your retirement accounts, your stocks, your bonds, etc., and give it to the poor. Would you be that committed? Could you do that? That is extreme, but that is how extreme God dealt with the rich young ruler. They the Bible says that he had lots of possessions. So he was very, very wealthy. And that's why the subtitle of the chapter says the rich young ruler. And so he comes to Jesus and he says, what would I, what do I need to do to have eternal life? And God, uh, Jesus told him that he needed to go and sell everything because the young man said, well, he told him to keep his commandments. And the young man said to Jesus, I've done all of that. I've kept every commandment since my youth. And so um, he didn't expect for the Lord to tell him to go and sell everything that he owned and give it to the poor. And the scripture says that he went away very, very sorrowful. It doesn't say whether he actually did it or not, but he was very, very sorrowful about it. And I think, you know, we may be Hard on this gentleman, but we would be very, very sorrowful as well if God asked us to do that. And I believe that there are some people that God has asked to give up everything. Just this is a loyalty test. This is a commitment test. So if he ever asks us to do anything, whatever he asks us to do, whether it be monetary or not, he will make sure that it's multiplied back to us. The one thing about God is, is that whatever you do for him, he's going to show himself stronger when you get your reward. So you can as we say, you can never outgive God. And you know, I was looking at this and I think that this is in the Bible so that we can see how willing we are um to follow him and to trust him. You know, this gentleman, I believe that he was sorta of kind of probably thinking that the Lord was gonna pack pack him on his pat him on his back and say, Oh, okay, you've been doing all these things since youth, and you definitely are um, going to um, have eternal life, but he shocked them, and uh, he shocked them, and he 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 kind of let them know, no, you're not perfect yet, and so he's telling us we have much to do to mature, to make sure that our heart is, our whole heart is into uh, the Lord, that we are given all to Him, because He has given all to us. And so I believe the essence of this message is to provoke us to think, are we that committed to God? And are we willing to forsake all, to follow him, to trust him? Because he has told us that he would never forsake us. He would never leave us. He wants the same from us because God gave his only begotten son to die for us, to shed his blood for us. And how much more should we be committed to anything that he asked us to do? You know, it's real. And if money is a stronghold for you, don't be surprised if God tests our limits or your limits in this area. This is where we find out how deep, and this is another title I could use, how deep is our love, our commitment to God when he asks us to do something that we absolutely do not want to sacrifice to do. So, you know, for some of us, it is money. And for others, it may be fornication and lustful things that the world offers. And so we have to be real with ourselves and say, are we really truly committed to God to let these things go, to serve him with everything that we have? So this is what the song, I surrender all, is saying. And we sing that all the time, but do we really surrender all? So can we pass that test? Here's another practical way. Um, to look at this, you know, just as um, in a marriage, both the husband and the wife desires to stay first in each other's lives. They both want to always feel like their spouse is still hot for them and they're excited about them, and so when things become dull and lukewarm and complacent, they begin to feel underappreciated. They begin to wonder if the other is still in love with them they begin to feel taken for granted. So not to mention, in some cases, they even stop talking, and there's little to no communication between them. Um, One may be talking, but the other isn't really listening, or one is waiting to hear them speak, and they never say anything. And so you have to question, is this a person who is trying to maintain a relationship with me? Is this someone who appears to really love me? Well... That's exactly how God feels if we aren't putting him first. If we aren't loving him and showing ourselves faithful to him and the things that are important to him. So even in a marriage relationship, if you're doing things for your spouse, but it's not the things that bring them desire or that are important to them, then it's not the same. So God does not consider lukewarm believers as faithful. As people who really, really, truly have given him his whole heart, who love him with all that they have. In Revelation 3.16, he tells the church of the Laodiceans, So, then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. So he's saying, I don't need you. I don't even recognize lukewarm people. Those are very... Uh, offensive to me lukewarm people i want you to either serve the enemy or serve me with all that you have so today he's saying look i need you to examine yourself to look at whether you truly are in love with me to ignite your fire your love for me again start afresh i need to see you chasing me like you did when you first came to know me he wants us to have a thirst a hunger and a zeal for him in James 4, 8, it says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. And then in John fourteen fifteen it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And in John fourteen twenty three it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. So the question is, are you keeping all of the words that are in the Bible? God wants children who are chasing him, who won't let him go. You know, I relate this to my little 18-month-old granddaughter who I've been keeping. She grabs my legs when I'm trying to put her down if I'm cooking. She wants to see what I'm up to. She refuses to let me go. And that's the image of what God wants from us. She won't give up until I pick her up. That's the fervency God wants from us. That's why he's challenging us to start afresh. He wants us to want to see and to want to know what he's up to. Just as a child holding on the leg or arm of their parent tightly saying, no, don't let me go. I want to stay with you. God wants that from all of his children, from each and every last one of us. He wants our whole heart He wants us to serve him with gladness. In Psalms 119 2, blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with a whole heart. And then in Psalm 102, it says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. You know, the pandemic really began to show us where we are with God, what we actually believe is necessary and what we don't think is necessary because We've been given the technology and the luxury of getting the word via the internet and television and any other electronic platform which is available. And we've settled in. We, some of us, we've told ourselves that I'm good with God. I have a personal relationship with Him. I tune into the services and I pay my tithes online. I pray. I'm good. I know how to go to the Father for myself. I'm Good. So we've convinced ourselves and excused ourselves out of the very principles of God, which tells us we are to assemble ourselves together. In Hebrews 10 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. So, why is this so important? It's important because God said it is, it's in the Bible. But it's important because we can't lay hands on the person next to us if we're at home. We can't allow God to use us to ask the person next to us or the visitor if they need to go to the altar or if they need anything at all. You can't give that person in the sanctuary that you see across the row a needed hug or a Holy Ghost handshake as the Lord may lead you to do so or vice versa. So in other words, you miss the opportunity for someone to do this for you as well. The physical touch, the physical human touch, and your supply of the Spirit inside the sanctuary on one accord with all the other believers is lacking from your power supply. And there is never too much power going forth when we come together. That brings God joy. Lastly, if you aren't attending service, then you aren't making yourself available to serve, to volunteer your gifts and talents. God intends for all of us to serve in some capacity if we are physically, emotionally, and mentally able to do so. So this is how we love on each other and help the church minister the word of God and the love of God to the people of God. And 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it says, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. So we are included in the helps. Each one of us are called to be a helper. God wants us to show our love for him by not only being fervent in prayer one for another, but sensitive enough to support others in need. Sensitive enough to know that we should be serving. Sensitive enough to aggressively seek to win souls. In James five sixteen, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that he be, may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And then in Mark 25, 34-39, it says, Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was a hunger, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you come unto me. And so that scripture is basically telling: If you did it for any one of my children, you did it for me. And then in Mark 16:15. Jesus tells us. And he said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. This is why he's this is why winning souls is so important to him. This is how we show our fervent love for God. This is what he expects from us. This is what he wants us to see. Start afresh. And so this message is absolutely about examining ourselves to see whether we are the one and four that is considered good ground, and that's referenced in Mark 4. If we are not even coming to church, we are definitely not Mark 4. But it's never too late. No condemnation. Just start afresh. Make your love known unto God. Um, Seriously look at whether you're acknowledging him in all your ways and allowing him to direct thy paths for both small decisions, medium-sized decisions, and, yes, the huge decisions, In Proverbs 3, 6, it says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. You know, I've heard my first lady say that the area we are falling short in or that we are experiencing trouble or hardship with is often the area we haven't invited God into. We've made our own decisions. We've haven't adhered to the principles in the word regarding that particular subject, or we may not even know where to look that is in the word of God. So we have to start afresh. And have you asked him into all areas of your life? You have to ask yourself, am I asking God into all areas of my life? Have I really surrendered everything to him? So do you love him as a savior only? God wants us to love him as master over our lives. That is when we become good ground, when we can have the hundredfold return. When he can truly bless us above and beyond anything we could think or imagine. That's the good life, the zoe life, the full expression of God in our lives that he gets the glory and honor for. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to experience his fullness, not just fire insurance, not just be people who say, yeah, I believe that there is God. I believe in Jesus. I've accepted him. But never try to read the Bible, never talk to him never come to church, or come here once a month, there next month. And that's not what he's looking for. That's not the commitment and consistency that he wants from each of his children. And here's the thing. Everybody wants to be blessed above and beyond anything they could think or imagine. But the truth of the matter is, is the more you do for God, the more he does for you. That is just the way it is. And so when you see people out there that are walking in the blessing, You best believe that they're doing a whole lot for the Lord. They're not sitting on their feet. And so if you want to be one of those good ground people, one of those individuals, then you have to be uh, true with yourself and get busy and start afresh. Because he wants us to be able to show off to other people who may not believe and to encourage those who aren't fully persuaded yet. Start afresh. And watch God show up and show out in your life in 2023 like you've never seen before. Watch the word that was prophesized over our congregation that this is the year of the return of the blessing. And for me, I just say, yes, I'm. Still, I was, it was all. I'm always blessed. It was always blessed. So if you have additional blessings for me to return unto me, I'm here to receive them. Amen. So love is an action, and determine where you're missing the mark. And dive into the fullness of what God has planned for each one of us. Decide to start afresh. You know, God has indeed erased everything negative in our lives by the blood of Jesus. And now he's asking us to love him with all our heart and all our soul. And he's warned us today to start afresh, to get back to our first love. Because he needs us to be positioned to handle all this ahead. Both the evil and the good. Our ear must remain close to his to walk in success in these latter days, to experience the fullness of all that God has for us. So keep moving forward. That's all I have for you today. I hope that this word has really, really pierced your heart. And I ask that you listen to it over and over again and find yourself. Be be real with yourself and know that God is. A God who requires commitment and consistency and get busy being committed and being consistent with the things of God. And so that's all I have for you. Again, I hope that this has touched you in a way that will make you start afresh because that's all he's required of us. He knows that we can sometimes um, let things slip. We can sometimes get a little lukewarm, but he doesn't want us lukewarm ever. He wants us to recognize where we are with him at all times and make sure that we're being committed and consistent to him and the principles of the word of God. So if there's anyone out there who has not received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior that's listening to this, you have the opportunity to become a child of the living God right now. You would just need to repeat this out loud after me. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died on the tree at Calvary, bearing my sins for me. I repent of my sins. I believe that you have risen and you are alive. And I ask you to come into my heart and save me now. And right now you are born again and you are indeed a child of the most high God. And you can expect if you start afresh, given God, all of your heart that you will never, ever, ever be the same and your life will prosper in ways in which you would never, ever imagine. So God bless you and have a wonderful day until we meet again via the Forever Forward podcast. Love you.